Welcome to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice, and general guidance surrounding the working world. Good morning, and welcome to the Park Podcast. I'm Tony Brecken. I'm Gemma Marshall. And today we are delighted to welcome Matt Faller. Matt Faller is here to talk to us about Man Club. Matt's day job is the managing director of Smith and Williamson in the Channel Islands, and he has been a key figure in the start of Man Club locally. Uh, Man Club is set up alongside the charity Mind, and it's about providing men with somewhere to go to open up about their thoughts and feelings, somewhere for them to be heard, help listen, and help to listen to others. So, welcome, Matt. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. Good to so, be here. Yeah, tell us a bit about Man Club and why it's relevant for you. So I. I found Man Club, or should I say my wife found Man Club on Facebook when I was in living in Guernsey, which was between 2018-2020. And, uh, and, and during that period, but not linked to being in Guernsey, my mental health suffered quite quite badly. Probably the, the culmination of years of poor mental health and not being sure. looked, not looking after myself and not being particularly looked after from a from a working perspective as well, I think, okay. when I look back. And there was a group that had been set up by a, an amazing guy called Phil Surrey. And Phil had had his own issues in the past and, and found, was lucky enough to find a friend uh, at university who just listened to him. Um, and he spoke and the person listened mm. and didn't try and solve like us blokes do, didn't try and give advice because it was unique to him, mm. just did that. So Phil... You know, thankfully found that this was really helpful. And, and the concept of a man club or a talking group or talking circles have existed in for generations, if you yeah. look back through various cultures. Um, and he set this up in Guernsey, and it started off with him meeting blokes in car parks and going back to his mm-hmm. flat and having a chat and mm-hmm. having oranges at half time. And slowly over time, a structure as loose as it is built around man club and when i joined it the first meeting i went to was probably about 25 men of different ages backgrounds um talking um in turn um with silence so they were being not only talked but listened to and then at the end of each person talking uh, they would get words from the group if they wanted to words of resonance words of connection words of support Mm -hmm. really um and it was an entirely unique uh, experience for me because mm. up until that point you know I I'd, I'd been wearing a mask okay. for probably most of my adult life you know I wasn't the person deep down that people saw you know I was somebody who was suffering and putting a brave face on it and in that environment it was like well a these are strangers mm. and b if I'm going to lie and not say how I'm feeling then what's the point of mm. being here mm-hmm. so actually I was honest for probably the first time in my life and the people around me just nodded and went yeah it's quite shit isn't it yeah yeah and within that first meeting I found two guys who were in similar sort of work to me I suppose yeah yeah yeah. and we started up meeting up after that in a sort of you know a mini man club in a you know a random series of you know not particularly nice pubs in Guernsey um (laughs) and just having chats and you know during that period of being off work for what was then four months of uh, of being signed off having people who got it and being able to talk freely and honestly without fear of being judged Judged, or someone saying you know why don't you just try you know cheering up a bit um 
you know, was vital. It was that connection yeah. that really did help, <clears throat> amongst many other things, yeah. helped part of my recovery. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And so that in turn made you, yeah, changed you, I guess, and, and yeah. made um, you sort of wanted to commit and, and do something, give well, something back. I think back. it's one of those things where, you know, the people that, you know, Phil has stepped away from Man Club, as have many of the other people who were sure. there at the start, and it's been, the baton's been picked up by other men who have seen the power of what it does mm. and what it can do and want to carry it through. Um, and so Man Club in Guernsey meets every two weeks yeah. now. It went through lockdown. It was meeting virtually, which again was great. Not ideal, but still good resource. Yeah. Um, and I came back to Jersey about a year ago and thought, you know what, this deserves to exist here. Mm. And whether it exists with me sitting on my own and fine or one person turn up doesn't really matter to me but I know enough people around me that I think would benefit from it and there are some amazing groups in Jersey um, such as Men Shed such as Men Talk you know it's just it's, there is no competition in this space it's just no, getting exactly. people out yeah. and finding yeah. the right thing for me personally um, my DIY skills would not have helped my mental health yeah. in terms of Men Shed yeah. yeah and I don't have a problem talking um as such but to find this group and the power of being listened to and finding connection and empathy was great so yeah we started this uh, i think may this year was the first meeting there every every month every second monday yeah. uh of the month at seven o'clock at pip's place in union street which is the mind center okay. and yeah just men turn mm -hmm. up some might come along once and we never see them again some mm -hmm. might come every single time sure. yeah, um, yeah. some might talk some might listen might, some might never talk yeah, you yeah. know there are no rules there's no register there's no there's a common set of values and we're living in an island that's incredibly small and well connected and mm. you know as, as I crudely say you can't fart without someone smelling it yeah. and so you know it's important that what goes on in that space stays in that of space Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's it is and and you can you have the meetings of man club but actually there's a community around man club that can just be I'm feeling rubbish today yeah do you fancy a coffee yeah yeah, yeah. you know in the Guernsey just having that network yeah. isn't it and starting yeah that. the Guernsey one we had the mini man club on a Monday with the guys I met we also had something called Num Nutters which was a group of the guys who would go and chuck themselves in the sea oh, on a, yeah, on yeah. a on a Thursday and a Sunday morning Brilliant. and it's a community it's yeah. you mm -hmm. know and another space you can turn up to and just go how are you feeling crap yeah. yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, but not yeah. not. Don't worry, it'll be better. Mm. Yeah. Just like just yeah. Yeah, I get that. And I guess you know that that first sort of time that you went, you know, and just considering anyone that's perhaps listening, and and, and you know that that must have been scary, yeah, to to sort of that first time, that first turn up, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, and and for a lot of people, just going across the door frame into a, into a room, you know, of strangers, especially when you're in that that lowest step where your confidence is is zero where you can't see hope uh, you don't know for me anyway I was trying to do everything possible to make myself feel better mm -hmm. is it meditation is it yoga is it walking is it not drinking is it drinking is it yeah. eating healthy is it exercise you know mm -hmm. everything you're just sort of grab I was anyway grabbing onto to find the one solution the one button that would make me mm -hmm. happy again and make me feel happy in the things that should make you happy. Okay. Um, so it can be incredibly daunting. And I think what I'll say to anyone who's considering coming along is it doesn't have to start with 
walking into a room. Okay. You know, it can start with picking up the phone to me, yeah. meeting up for a coffee, going for mm. a walk, and it might start and end there. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. There so is, yeah. doesn't matter to That's me. available for people and that Completely. initial contact is there. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, I mean, what's the plans for Man Club? Is there is there plans? Is it just, yeah, organic, see what happens, you know? I'd love to see it. I mean, I, I suppose what support would I, I'd like to see it running more regularly. Mm. So at the moment it's once a month. Yeah. You know, that for anyone in crisis is not is yeah. not often enough. Mm. I'd like to see it. This island is incredibly polarised between east and west. So I'd love to see something happening out on both sides sure. of the island. Sure. I'd love to see something that was uh, that had the linguistic skills to appeal to the parts of our community that don't have English as a first language because yeah. trying to communicate mm. how you're feeling mentally is difficult enough yeah. Yeah, if you're yeah, then having yeah. to translate it into a language that doesn't emotionally feel, mm. you know, intuitive. So... That's what I like to see. Right yeah. now, it's seven o'clock on every second Monday. Turn yeah. up if you want to. Yeah. Give us a shout if you don't, but it's there. And what about funding? How, you know? If that's the great thing about Fan Club, you know, yeah. other than biscuits. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because of the association with Mind, the venue's yeah. there. The, the venue is there. The space is that's there. That's brilliant. You I know, guess. I'm being very, very lucky to find a great supporter with uh, Fiona Wiley of the Brand Champions who's produced a lot of the online collateral great, because great. that's how I found, you know, Facebook through my wife. I wasn't on Facebook at the time. I tried to cut off, you know, all those noises and pings and yeah. sure. other yeah. people's lives. Mm. Um, so I'm not au fait with how and that did would... you go back to all those noises no. and pings? No. no. I, I think there are some things I've drifted back into. There are other things I, I've changed fundamentally and will yeah. never do again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a work in progress. Of course. And I think, you know, I've found with my own mental health, I'm now a lot more aware of things that could knock it back. And mm. that's a lot easier once you've gone through a process of feeling generally okay. It's a little mm. bit like weight loss. Mm. You know, I'm trying to compare it in my own head. You know, if I was probably overweight for most of my life and it was very difficult to maintain a weight loss program because you'd like you'd lose a couple of pounds, then you go, I'll eat a cake. Yeah. And then you go, Oh God, that's but actually once you get down to a point of I feel okay about how I am, yeah. then you know that a blowout weekend doesn't ruin the whole thing. It's yeah. just get back on track. Sure. And it's a little mm. bit like I find now with my mental health. That because I've got a base level of happy, yeah, yeah, I can know that actually work's got a bit busy or that event could be traumatic and mm. actually I need to take a step back. And it's a lot easier to go back to good if you have, have a general sense of what that looks yeah, like that, and what I it guess, feels yeah, like. That balance, what yeah. works for you, knowing yourself. And, yeah. Yeah. and doing less. I mean, it, the biggest thing is is just stop doing stuff we are yeah. constantly in life now we have opportunities to do this go at that look at this go on you know there's never a dull moment in our lives where we can't be stimulated by you know a pinging message mm -hmm. or a youtube video of a cat falling over or whatever it might be you know email everything that's supposed to improve our lives have arguably made our lives more frantic yeah. and more so actually just being bored yeah. Just resting as well, isn't yeah. it? Just get away from it. And, and I not think feeling guilty. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the noise as well, isn't it? You know, it's all the yeah. social, as you say, the social media, the pings, the mm. notifications. I mean, we can get contacted sometimes, you know, Teams, Messenger, WhatsApp. Everything. 
email, you know, all at the same time, talking about the same thing. And it, I think it just accelerates. I mean, we've, we've discussed it a few times just generally with, you know, notifications on your phone. But if you, you know, why look at your email at 10 o'clock at night? You know, it's going to yeah. you're going to you're going to feel something uh, it's, from that. It's, it's, it's going to impact you, so yeah. you've got to sort of stop doing that. I've Why started, are you doing yeah, it? I've started thinking it a little bit like um, the sort of an, you know the analogy of is the, the, the cat in the box, and when the box is closed, you don't know whether the cat is alive or dead. It's like your emails. Yeah, yeah. You know, you choose to whether to open that email or not and look at it. It is going to affect your mood in, in it, absolutely. For the better or for the worse, yeah. there's a 50% chance it's going to be for the worse, so why do it? Yeah. But also, if you're someone who wants to do that, do it. And I think, you know, the, the where I have issue is where people feel obliged to do something, obliged to work very, very long hours. You know, I can remember a few years ago sitting there and I was, it was midnight, and I was responding to an email and thinking, God, that client's going to think I'm really efficient. Mm. I've responded to an email and then an email pinged up from someone else and I went, you sad git. Yeah. You're emailing yeah. at midnight. Yeah. And in my own head, I'm like, yeah, what are you trying to do? I've just done yeah. the why, same thing. Why, yeah. can, why, can I, why am I not that person? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, it takes it takes effort because, mm. you know, that we, we are in a world of instantaneous yeah. communication. Yeah. So, and so how has this impacted you as a leader? You know, obviously, you've got a, a position of responsibility, the expectations on you versus, you know, other people that may mm. have challenges, let's say. Mm. How's it impact? Yeah, in, in a lot of different ways, I think. You know, what for me is, what was I, if I look back, what was I not doing every day when I worked in? I wasn't authentic. I wasn't being, I was being the version of me I thought people mm. expected of mm -hmm. me. You know, I was working in a, in a different way. I didn't have the confidence to to take stock and let people make their own mistakes. I was trying to fix everything and I'll, I'll do that and I'll take that off yeah. you and I'll have a bit of this. And then at home, I'm running around trying to do this, that and the other. So I think it's the confidence to just do that. You know, it sounds quite egotistical, but if I'm sitting there thinking, I think I'm okay, an okay person. I think I'm, I'm trying to do good. And therefore the actions that I do on a daily basis, which might not seem right, like I might just gaze out the window or I might play Candy Crush for an hour and mm. are all part of doing good. Yeah. And therefore just accept that and accept how it is. I think in a working environment, it's giving people the license to be themselves. This concept of, you know, it's the nine to five and in that time you are this person yeah. and then your life is outside. You know, we are, you know, we are a function of everything that happens to us you know, before, during and after work. And you have to accept all of that. And also, you know, as a leader, know what's going on in people's lives. Mm. I love there's a column in the in the Sunday Times written by a, a gentleman called, I think it's Justin or, or Jason Simpson, whose family run the uh, cobblers and key cutters in the, in the UK. And a lot of the business practices he put into place are about happiness and how staff feel. And he actually runs a test for managers, mm -hmm. uh, basically saying, right, uh, where did you, where did ex-employee go on holiday last year? What are their kids' names? Yeah. And I think you know, I, was, I was lucky enough to do a, a, a panel discussion last week where I think it was Jess Dunstan said, what's the biggest thing businesses can do? And I mm -hmm. said, you know, for me, we've spent, uh, especially in finance, the last mm. probably two decades focusing on know your customer, KYC. I think we need to know our employees mm. because if we know what's going on with them, then waiting for them to come and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing well, you know, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, as much as I feel it is an employee's responsibility for their own health and making yeah. sure that they're responsible for that, 
you know, we know as employers that moving house is stressful. Mm. Grief is stressful. You know, promotions are stressful. Mm -hmm. There are so many triggers that yeah. we can go, you know what, Sue over there's, you know, got five stress possible yeah. triggers. What can we do? Can we say, take some time out? Can we yeah. just say we get it, that we appreciate, yeah. you know? So I think it's not being scared to be vulnerable as a leader, showing mm -hmm. that vulnerability yeah. to, to staff. You know, this, I think, uh, as horrible as COVID has been, yeah, it's also been a gift that you can embrace because now, you know, there's been a very old school style of leadership that I was having conversations, you know, months, weeks before COVID, where people were saying, it's, oh, you know, there's people working from home, you know, they're having appointments mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're doing things. And I'm like, what do you think they're doing in the office? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, someone who is good is good whether they be at home yeah. or yeah. in the office. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they probably want to achieve far more personally than a business wants them to achieve. Mm. And the crap ones are crap no matter where you stick <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, and true. what you need to do is focus on just giving people license to work how they want to work. Yeah. Mm. So you want to be in the office? Great. You want to be at home? Great. You want to go and do some exercise at half past 10 and mm. go and pick your kids up at three? Do it. Yeah. You know, because, you know, there's accountability. If we come to the end of the year or the end of the quarter and you haven't done what sure, we agreed to do yeah. Yeah, yeah. and there's you know there's good reasons around that or not then we'll have a discussion mm -hmm. it's not a you know this is not a free ride but by the same token why would I dictate to you that you have yeah. to be in the office at nine fighting through the same traffic that every other person going to the office at nine is mm -hmm. and the nine o'clock start is just a concept of when we didn't have electricity so we had to work when it was yeah, light yeah. And that we ask our creative people to work in the same way as our numerical people, mm, in the same mm. way as our thought strategic leaders. Mm. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Interesting. Yeah. It is, yeah. And I think I, I was going to say before you said it that, that, that the pandemic has forced that element of change, you know, and we can see it. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think it's also forced employers that are not able to adapt you know, there's going to be a massive impact it's there. Completely. And I think, you know, it, it is a sort of, you look at watershed moments, I think, in, in sort of corporate history. And really you look at, you know, is it Betamax and VHS? Mm. Is it, you know, Love Film or Blockbuster choosing yeah. to remain this? Is it Thomas Cook thinking we need physical stores rather than online? This for me is, you know, you, we have current employees that demand to be treated now in a certain way. Mm. We have a, a generation that's coming mm -hmm. through the employment network who care much more about what a business is doing rather than how much they get paid yeah. that's still important but what you're doing and are you are you true to your values mm. are you authentic or are you just painting a mental health color on mm. something and sponsoring the latest whatever just yeah. to make yourself look mm -hmm. good and then you've also i think got a, a you know the next stage of employees coming through mm. have probably either suffered with their own mental health or know someone who has yeah. suffered and they will not tolerate inauthentic, unauthentic leaders who say one thing and do another. Yeah. And I think you can see the statistics, you know, if you want to hold yourself out. And we, we have a lot of this in, in investment management with, 
you know, the ESG movement, the green movement. Are you really green or are you just painting it green? Yeah. You know, what yeah, is it? Yeah. And we'll have the same, I think, in, in well-being, mm. that just a fruit basket and an awkward massage <laughs> every mental health day, you know, yeah. doesn't cut it. Yeah. And you'll have people saying, well, actually, let's have a look at how many people you've compromised out of your business. Mm. How many sick days are you having? Yeah. You know, how many people are signed off with mental stress? Because, mm. okay, their mental issues are symptomatic to them and they can be entirely down to them and nothing to do with work yeah however but mm. what are you doing yeah and and i think there is a lot more that business can do but i have to start with those businesses truly believing and actually the spend on mental health you know you spend a pound on mental health you're going to get a return as an employer of anywhere between four and nine times yeah. that pound you know even if you're just a cynical bean mm. counting capitalist yeah, yeah. you would spend that money yeah, yeah, you know there's yeah, not yeah. very much else that you can do with your capital that's going to return four to nine hundred percent return mm. but because these businesses don't believe it because it's just an unnecessary an, an, an evil on their balance sheet and because they can't see i've spent a pound i've got four back yeah yeah they're just very very reluctant yeah. to do it yeah. so those businesses, I truly believe, I will not exist. Yeah. The Goldman Sachs of this world who, you know, and the law profession, thankfully not so much in Jersey but in London, who believe that to cut it you have to work 90 to 100 hour weeks and it's a survivor of the fittest and we're only going to be left with the ones that don't burn don't out yeah. and kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those businesses will not exist yeah. because employees won't tolerate it. No, yeah. agreed. Good. Brilliant, Matt. Thank you for your insight. And, and, you know, just to remind people when they can come to Man Club. Yeah, uh, Man Club is the second Monday of every month. It starts at seven o'clock at Pip's Place in Union Street. So it's sort of in between the gym and various bits and opposite the, the takeaway. Um, <laughs> and it runs normally from seven till late as 10 o'clock. Um, but outside of that, uh, give me a call. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very so much. much. listening to the park podcast sharing tips advice and general guidance surrounding the working world 